You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network, presented by Walmart. This is Holly Cotton, and thanks for tuning in to our show, Beyond the Fit, on Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network. I'm so excited tonight because we actually have a new format, and we're kind of remixing the usual Beyond the Fit podcast, where we have me talking for a segment and then we have a guest. So what we're going to do today is do something new and exciting. And I hope you guys really, 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 really love it because we're talking about all kind of cool stuff today. We're going to actually have something called Chick Chat. So it's a group of four of us, and we're going to talk about various topics that chicks like us go through and all of these issues that we have with dating, men, women, careers, everything. No topic is going to be not talked about. So make sure you listen to this show and any other shows where we tag Chick Chat. So firstly, let me tell you about me, Holly Cotton. For anyone that's listening to Beyond the Fit, you should already know because I have a whole episode one. Make sure you tune in. (laughs) It tells my story. But I'm Holly Cotton and I'm the host of Beyond the Fit. I'm also the owner of Strong Squad. I am a registered nurse. I'm a college professor. I am a mother, a career woman, an entrepreneur. My whole mission in life is for all of us to define our own strong inside and out. So that's pretty much my story with a whole bunch of other stuff that you guys will find out as we continue with chit chat. So our first panel person, which we're going to call Chick Summit, is actually Lauren. So Lauren, just give us a little introduction, first and last name and all the great stuff about you. Well, hello, guys. My name is Lauren Lyman. I am also a registered nurse, um, but I'm also in school to be a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. So soon I will be able to help others like myself who are domestic violence survivors. I am a survivor and I want to help people get out work through their trauma, help them understand that, you know, you deserve much better. Like I learned, I went to therapy and therapy helped me out so much. And I want to help others. I want to get the word out there about how prevalent uh, domestic violence is and how we don't even know what's happening to people that we may even know. So I'm super excited to be a part of this chick chat and I look forward to giving everybody wonderful, helpful advice any way that I can. Thanks, Lauren. So you guys, it's going to be so exciting because Lauren is definitely going to be able to give a perspective from that aspect whenever we're covering those topics and not only just those topics, but anything that kind of correlates with that or how that can be, you know, warning signs, all kind of stuff. So really, really, really great information. So happy for Lauren to be part of the Chick Summit. So our next boss chick that we have on the summit is Ashante. So go ahead, tell everyone about yourself. Hello, everyone. I'm Ashante, and I'm the CEO of A. Miller Group. And what we do is we create business and brand strategy for Fortune 100 companies, healthcare entities, and educational institutions. Um, In addition to that, I have A. Miller Academy, where we teach students in underserved communities how to invest in real estate and create their own businesses. So ultimately, my goal is to create community wealth and also to 
include corporations in that mission so they can better serve the community and their clients. And that is great, great information because this is, especially after a pandemic, like this is kind of the era now where everyone's realizing that, hey, it's important. I need to get my life together. I I need another strain of income or I need to figure out what I'm going to do where I'm not dependent on someone forever. So we're so happy that Ashante is part of the Chick Summit. And finally, we have Skyla and welcome Skyla. Let everyone know how awesome you are. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Skyla Dawn. Um, I'm a radio personality and host here in Houston of Damage Control, which is a hip hop known for underground hip hop. We um, serve the Houston artists, Texas artists, but primarily Houston artists um, to get them radio play, FM radio play. It's 90.1 KPFT every Friday night from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. I also am a personal trainer and have been in the fitness industry for I'm going to say 20 plus years. I'm not going to say exactly how many, but a a long time. Um, I started with cheerleading and gymnastics, went into personal training, and it's been my goals um, really my whole life to help people get fit and um, make better lifestyle choices for themselves. A big thing for me is charity, and um, which we'll get into a little bit later, prison reform. Um, those are those are things that I really work on and that I find extremely important in this day and age, um, especially with everything that's been going on. Right, right. So love Skyla, you guys. I mean, just to have the passion that you that she has and and everything like she's going to drop tons and tons of valuable information. And not only that, she gave you a whole shout out. If you're trying to be a radio personality, if you're trying to represent H-Town some kind of way, everyone has a little artiste in them. So make sure you tune into her show, all of that great stuff. So again, we're going to have a sort of panel discussion and we're representing one for Houston here. Like you have four strong walk-in women here from the South, all of our Southern bells and everything. And, um, and so we're really, really excited to also give this Southern perspective because we do have these embedded, you know, um, generational things that, that are embedded in us. And we do have a different way of, of thinking and, and being logical compared to, you know, uh, East Coast or West Coast. So, so, so happy to represent the South, represent Houston, Texas, all of, all of this, even though a couple of us are natives of Louisiana, so we ain't forget about y'all. Okay. Okay. Um, but there's no money in Louisiana, so we in Houston. Um, <laughs> so, Still love you guys. Uh, so, so the very first topic that we're going to talk about, because I know that one from being any type of, of woman and, and dating and being single is going to be about pandemic dating. And I know that when people hear chick, you know, chick chat or chick summit, they already know that we're about to start talking about (laughs) what it's like to be single or relationships or whatever. So don't worry, we're not disappointing. Yes, our first topic is going to be about pandemic dating. And so the idea that we want to talk about pretty much, and we're going to keep talking is 
about how it's totally different right now dating. We actually had a whole conversation about social media before this started. And, you know, and also, you know, how we always talk about beyond the fit, about looking fit and, and being fit on the inside. But, you know, let's be realistic. We're also working out to look good on the outside and we need to be appreciated for how we look. So we're, we're too fine to be around here single. <laughs> so, you know, so first I know Ashante, you had mentioned something about just um, your in just kind of like your input on it. And I'm going to let you start and we're going to just chime in on what you and your friends are doing because Ashante doesn't have kids. Correct. Right. right. Okay. I'm like, wait, does she have a baby? No. Um, so she doesn't have kids. So she is single, single. So she, she kind of is going to start this and then we're going to chime in as our, our older single people as well. So what are you finding you and your friends? Like, where are you going and how are you guys pretty much like handling dating in the pandemic? Sure. So first of all, we only go places where they require a COVID test or proof of vaccination. So that's first thing, because I'm not trying to catch COVID, you know. Um, so we make sure that we do that. And the places that we go to, to be honest, um, it's really workplaces. So like, let's say there's a real estate meetup or you know, some type of meetup like that, because we know that that particular individual is in our industry. So because you're in our industry, we have similar likes and dislikes, then it's kind of like, okay, why not just go here and start here? But to be honest, girl, we're still trying to figure it out because we don't want to do like the bars or these these places that are super packed because we want to be responsible. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I love my work. I love what I do. But you're not always trying to meet someone in a work environment. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We're back with Beyond the Fit. And I was going to say, and I'm not attracted to people that do the same thing that I do. So that's another thing. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, let's all go mingle and hang out after. But like, I don't like medical people and I don't want to sit around and talk to people yeah like and then I'm like I'm already the quirky medical random medical facts I like I don't need you medical fact in me too true that's true and you know what Holly that's so true so we're really still trying to figure it out um I had a party at my place and I just invited a bunch of people and told people to bring other people so we've been kind of doing that but girl we're still trying to figure it out. I mean, I meet more people at like the grocery store, the gas station, like regular stuff, because I'm not really trying to go to a packed out place. Because if I go to a packed out place, I'm not trying to catch COVID over meeting someone. You know what I mean? So we're still trying to figure it out. Uh, we're doing the best that we can every day. But you know us, like women like us, all we have to do is go to the gas station. Right. And again, <laughs> one person I don't want to meet. <laughs> Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Tyler, what about you being in entertainment? Like, do you like how are you like out here pimping people? Um, like what <laughs> are them trying to pimp me? Um <laughs> but I'm the same way as you. I I don't like to date anyone in my circle or you know, business-wise, industry people. Um, and I've found that I've gotten 
I thought I was particular prior to the pandemic, but I found that I'm actually a lot more particular now because I'll be somewhere and someone will try to hit on me. And I'm like, you're not wearing a mask. Like we're not the same. <laughs> like <laughs> We don't have the same value. <laughs> like I'm, I'm serious. Like, because I wear a mask still everywhere. I'm vaccinated of course, but, and I still wear a mask everywhere I go. And you know, guys will be like, Hey, and I'm like, where's your mask? <laughs> like, what? Hey, what, you know, are you vaccinated? And they're like, Oh my God. Like, yes, I, I would like to know, you know, right. um, you know, and that's a good point too, Scarlett, because it just, just like you were saying, and it's not just the mask, but it's, it's about what now things that you realize are priorities to you that maybe you didn't realize were important to you before or yes. yeah. So that, I think that's, a yes, good point. I'm like we we are not we don't have the same values. Um, this is making it even more apparent now. You know, when a guy says to me like, "Well, you can still you can still get COVID whether you're vaccinated or not," I'm like, "Swipe the other way, <laughs> whichever way you're supposed to swipe." I don't know, but in real life, swipe the other way because <laughs> it's just. Well, has anybody tried dating apps though? Like now, Skyla, you made me into thing. Has anyone tried a dating app? No. I mean, I'm, I just got on one. Just got on one. Literally, like I would say four days ago. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, and um, it's interesting. Um, to say the least. Well, I, <laughs> I know I tried Bumble last summer and I was literally on there. I paid for a month and I was on there for three days and I was like, okay, this is too much. It's like, too overwhelming. I, it's too overwhelming. Are you on, was it Bumble or something different? No, I can't do Bumble because I, I don't like, I'm still, I'm so old school. I don't like the woman having to contact her. Oh my gosh. I was just about to say that Skyla. Like that's why I didn't like it too, because I was like, okay, I like to feel wanted. I want to feel like someone is pursuing me. And while I like the control of Bumble where you can't just send me a random penis picture (laughs) unless I swipe on you. Yeah, yeah, it's the same no. thing. Like it we're all these strong women, but yeah, we still want to be taken care of. We're still southern. We're still southern. Well, still southern. Yes, thank you for that, um, Ashante. But also, I think, um, and it's not even the whole. I, I just uh, maybe it is a southern thing, but I also think, I think it's just a what feels what I've grown up, what feels right. It's like, it doesn't feel right. I mean, I grew up in the age where my mom said like a boy is not supposed to call your house. You know, like you don't call a boy's house, you know, like you don't, girls don't do that. So, and I mean, I'm not that old, but, but it that was like a big deal when I was young, you know? So um, the whole like, Oh, I'm going to pick and choose. And I'm, I have to be in charge of so many other things in life. That is the one thing. Come on, guys. Like, I shouldn't have to do everything for you. Like, you can do that. That's a good point. 
And that's where I was saying, too, like the generational Southern Belle, when I was saying that about us being like from the South, like it comes from generations because maybe in other parts of the country, maybe on the West Coast, maybe in, you know, the East Coast area like that. They're okay because they're more straightforward about things. And I think we do have that Southern hospitality and Mm -hmm. and and we like to, you know, the man has always been the provider and we haven't had to be out here even though we're career women and we're bosses like we're still delicate flowers very <laughs> we, very delicate <laughs> you hold us and you pet us and you feed us and you kiss us like we still want those things like yeah. and yeah. I'm, i mean i want to leave the house and rule the world but when i come home I need to be taken care of. And Shante, I don't know, but this is something maybe you can, I hate for a guy to call me bro. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I never want to be called bro. I'm not sure. Okay. Bro. I'm not sure, bro. I'm not sure. No, I am a woman. I am feminine. Let me be those things. But you know what? I think grown men understand that. And then also, I'll tell you this, when it comes to the whole feminine thing, I think that's so important. And that's what men who are really about anything want. They want the opportunity. Like they they love that we're career women. They love that we're doing our thing, but they respect it. They don't need that. Like that's not what they're attracted to. We know that. They're attracted to when they see Holly and she's all fit, looking like a Coke bottle, that's the first <laughs> they're attracted to. Then, you know, she's smart, she's intelligent. All of those things, that goes along with it. But you could be a hostess at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. They don't care. You know, our careers are more for us and for our empowerment and for who we are, you know, but it's not our worth. It's not even what men really look for when they're looking for a woman, because if they're not attracted to you, then you could be as smart as you want to be to a certain degree. And that's very true because just look at all the, look at who has followers on like Instagram and look at the engagement on people. So men bad talk all the time and we're not going to get into man bashing. I'm just making a one point for the men that are listening, but it's like, oh no, I don't like that kind of stuff. Oh no, she got a fake booty. No, no, we don't like that. But then who's the 2 million people that are following this person that has no nothing, like all they are as an influencer? Or the likes, the Absolutely. likes that they get. They're, they're, y'all are the ones liking all that and boosting it. I ain't liking it. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes those girls, they look good. I mean, I don't have anything fake, but sometimes they look good. Girl, girl. Oh, no. And I'm not. That's why I said I. I'm not hating. I think that you, you know, hey, you paid for it, you know, go ahead, rock it, whatever you have it. But I'm just saying that, like, you know, what you were, what what you were saying about the men are going to like who they like. So the first thing is, is that they want to see that attractiveness. And the second thing is the personality. Mm-hmm. Women sometimes maybe are on the other side. When a man starts treating you well, then they grow on you. And then where they may have been ugly, but the way they act has basically won them a place in your heart because we're not at the visual as you are. But I think in the pandemic, all of that has been pushed to the side because now you can't, you have to... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you got to come correct. And now 
if I'm looking at you, like, uh, like Skyla was saying, you know, if we're on a dating app, I'm looking at you now, like that. There's no way to woo me over. I'm looking and you're like not cute. I'm not swiping. So that I think that's a, a difficult thing as well. So in going into that, let's talk about like red flags with dating right now, too. So like what are you guys seeing as far as red flags whenever you're trying to meet someone and you're like, mm-mm. Mm, 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 not today, not today. <laughs> so what are some red flags? Everybody share red flags or something funny or like why you think it's a red flag. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We're back with Beyond the Fit. You know, dating in the pandemic, you're you're texting a lot. You know, you're not seeing each other right off at first. So you're texting a lot. If you're sending me things like, oh, you're the greatest person ever, like love bombing me, like you're just so, you're just so beautiful. You're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Or I love the way that you talk to me or the, this, it's, it's just too much to me. That's a lot. That's, I mean, the good morning texts, they're good. We have a conversation we go on about our day, but if you're texting me constantly all day, like you have nothing else to do throughout the day. That's a lot. That's a lot to do. And then you're over complimenting me. Oh, I, that picture you posted. I like the way your hair looked. Or I like that shirt you had. Just all constantly. That's too much. You have too much time on your hands. So that is a red flag to me. So you're like, if you got time to be texting me all day, you're not hustling like you need to be. Got exactly. it. <laughs> what are you doing? So- <laughs> Right. And everyone, when we post the video and we, we do everything, make sure you read the notes as well. If you're listening to the podcast, because everyone's IG handle is on their, um, their video and it'll be in the notes section too. So make sure when you're trying to follow Lauren, do not send her over, uh, <laughs> five text messages. <laughs> one day. <laughs> or she's gonna block you. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Who's next? Who has who else has some red flags? You can I'll send me five. I probably won't open them. So <laughs> I have two of them. I have um, when they ask you for a photo. Send me a photo. Send me a photo. Well, can you go look at my Instagram? No. I'm not sending you a photo right now. Um, the second one would be if you see that they like every woman's photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need some loyalty from the beginning. Right. <laughs> no. Because the thing is like, you like every woman, like you like every tight dress, like every, every single person, like, come on, you have to be more than just, that's your main interest. You know what I mean? So those are two for me. Well, and those I think are part of the whole chick chat. <laughs> like, I think we all feel like that those are red flags too. So yeah, those are great. Yeah. If someone says, send me a picture, I'm like, literally I lose interest. I would say pretty much almost immediately because yeah. I'm like, well, first of all, either you're too dumb to go to my Instagram, <laughs> which I don't have time for, or you just like to annoy me because I have like 4,000 pictures on Instagram that you can go look at, or you're asking for something that I'm not willing to do, which would be, a, you know, 
nude or a private or a, you know, like something, something that I wouldn't do anyways. So obviously you don't know me or my character. So Mm -hmm. I'm just not interested. I mean, that's literally how I feel when someone sends me something like that. Um, I think that the key to, to that, to defend the men for a second, um, is that I think men are so visual Mm-hmm. And I think that it's part of that. Like, that's why men are so like, they're always into, you know, visual stuff. They're visually stimulated. They like that. And I mean, that's why if you, you know, uh, and of course women are now more comfortable with sexualness and stuff like that. But like when I was growing up, like men were the ones always looking at the dirty magazines and, and pornos and stuff and girls were always like, ew, who wants to look at that? You know? So, so I think that men just have that visual link in their head and not only that, but I think that men that maybe have been hurt, cheated on, or or insecure, they feel like they want a personal picture where they feel like you are, that's your way of like, I guess, giving them a loyalty or something like, yeah, y'all got all of this, you know, because I mean, I've had people I talked to before and I'm like, unposted. So, <laughs> you know, so, you know, you're well, special. Man. And I get that if you've been talking for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually guys will send that like immediately. And it's oh, like, no argument. Right. Yeah. And it's like, um, I don't know who, I think they said it was Jay-Z or Beyonce. At some point there was an interview that they said that um, your, your, your pictures or, you know, selfies or private pictures, whatever to a guy is like flowers to a woman. Okay. Well send me flowers and then I'll start sending you your personal pictures. There you, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. But don't just come right into it. We started texting like five hours ago and now that you're like, send me a picture. I'm like, you met me off Instagram. Go look up my Instagram. Like there's lots of pictures there. Like you don't, you don't get that private. (laughs) We just met. Like you can't do that. I think, it's a lot, I think it's a lot of catfishing too. I think that especially like with us being beautiful women, the fact that we're giving someone time and entertaining them and they're like, and I mean, I mean, like even just yesterday, like, uh, or day before yesterday, whenever you were posting your, um, your uh, post vacation picture, Skyla, and I'm like, okay, hot mama, like, mm-hmm. There, a guy is like, okay, she cannot be this fine. She's too beautiful to look like this. Or is something maybe with catfishy? I don't okay, know. That could be true, except for the fact that I have my radio show and I do videos <laughs> constantly. Like you can see, it, especially if you go to my Snapchat, I'm always constantly posting videos. So you can see me. So if I only had pictures posted and literally never made videos or anything like that, that would be different. But I have, I mean, I do videos all the time, not videos, but you know, videos. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, Right. right. Yeah. Like you're actually in person, you know, or the people can see me. If you go to my page, probably a third or maybe a fourth of my stuff is videos. And you can go to my Facebook and we recorded until the pandemic. When we were together, we recorded all of our shows. So you can Mm -hmm. see me sitting there interviewing artists. So 
I mean, they can see me. It's me. And like the, the right. pages <laughs> or the catfish pages, they won't have a lot of content. They'll have like a few pictures, maybe six or seven or 10. But if you see somebody has hundreds of pictures and it's all the same person plus videos, you know, that's not a catfish, you know, like yeah. they got to use some common sense with it. <laughs> right. So guys that are listening, we've given you some red flags of things not to do. Don't ask for the picture. Let us be the one to say, hey, here's a cute picture of my foot or my toenail polish or whatever. (laughs) Like, let us be that person. Um, Don't come at least on the first couple of talks about it. Um, I think a red flag for me that I think um, is kind of weird is I don't like when people think they know me. And I am very active in my social media. Like I post my, what I'm doing. I post the gym, I post workouts. I post when I'm doing something because I do have a lot of people that I do know that follow me. And I feel like I'm trying to inspire people. I'm trying to help you work out, whatever it is that day, that's the genre. But it's always a red flag to me when I try to engage with someone like you send me a DM and I don't leave you on red. So I've double hearted and like it. And then now all of a sudden you think that you like it's just constant. Now you're like commenting. on, And sometimes everyone that follows me knows I probably sometimes I might even have like 22 entries on my story because it's a good meme day and I'm rolling with the memes or whatever. And somebody will like comment on every single like emotion or every single one. And it's kind of like the same thing, like Lauren was saying, why, why, why do you have so much time? So for me, that's a red flag. And not only that, but then they come in and they start being kind of rude. Like they'll say something, Oh, well, you don't have good form on that. Or, well, why are you doing that? Oh, well, that doesn't look good. Like, you know, and I'm like, first, if this is how you're trying to win me or win a conversation with me, this ain't it. (laughs) being disrespectful is not it. And so I think for me, like, that's a big red flag. Even if I just like generally like, I'm like, Oh, he's kind of cute. Well, let me see what's going on. And then like day two of DMing or doing your reactions or whatever. I'm always like "Mm, red flag too much. Don't even know me, sir. Stop it. (laughs) I feel sometimes they say, well, somebody has to keep you humble. Where does that come from? Why, why do you think it needs to be you? Mm-mm. And why is that a point of, of which we're going to get into red flags, Lauren, and the, the abuse. But that's, a, like she says, like that's already the narcissistic personality. Right. Mm-hmm. And that makes us just want to like cuss you out and block you. So if you're mm-hmm. trying to get attention, don't do that. Um, so, um, uh, anything else anyone want to add before I move on to anything else? No. Everybody go red flags. Whatever somebody would say that. Yeah. Right. And yeah, exactly. Uh, And Ashante, you let us know because now you are part of a chick chat summit and we fighting everybody. So, I, I will put them on blast on the air. <laughs> oh yeah, and with the and 
they're going on the radio on the radio show on Friday night. Okay, handling so, everything. Handling everything. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious! So, in all of this that we're talking about, um, I wanted to just kind of be serious for a second, and I want to talk about pretty much depression. And I've talked about that before on my Beyond the Fit episodes about mental health and how important it is for us to be, you know, observant of our mental health and what's going on and any changes and things like that. So what I wanted to do, because everyone has sort of a mental health aspect, you know, Lauren with, you know, domestic violence, Ashante with, you know, being an entrepreneur and doing all of this, Skyla with prison reform and all of the other stuff. And just also just in general with being in the actual community and doing, you know, community service and stuff like that. We, we all come from this depressive um, thing. So what I want us to do is kind of just talk about, you know, especially like right now and, and, and having things that are depressive, like what sparks that? Do you guys have any stories? Do you have anything to share about depression and things going on? Well, For the me, last 18 months have been depressive. Yeah. yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic. I mean, whether it's clinical or not, at different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, right. And we had mentioned that too, like even as being parents and having kids, and, you know, like kids can't go play with their friends and the depression mm-hmm. that your kids have and things like that as well. So, like, everybody just kind of, you know, go around the table and just have a, a I guess, an inside about that. That would be great. Okay. So, I'll go. What, go ahead, Lauren. Go ahead. No, um, I did notice the past couple of months uh, that my mood was like real, real bad. You know, like I was going through a lot, a lot of changes. Um, So I had to start really focusing on my diet and working out and making sure I made time for me. Because as a nurse, we're like the worst patients ever. We don't really take care of ourselves. We're so worried about taking care of everybody else that we put ourselves last. And so I had to stop and like create a schedule. I'm going to work out at this time. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to make sure my kids are good. I'm going to make time for me to meal prep. So I know I'm going to eat right if I meal prep it. And my mood has been so much better with just being consistent with working out and eating right that when I stopped for the Thanksgiving holiday, I I got anxious. Like, this is not good for me. Like, I need to get back on my schedule and on my routine because I could just feel me going back into that, you know, depressive, mood swingy type feeling. And with it getting dark earlier, I feel like I'm more down, you know, in the evening because it's just so dark at 530. Like, I don't know. It just it's kind of depressing. But the working out helps the eating right. That helps me. And I think a lot of times we lose focus of ourselves. We got to stay on ourselves, making sure we're good, making sure we're healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, um, because the holidays makes it can be very depressing, too. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, For me, 
it was more of setting a time just for myself. <clears throat> I think that's so important because as a leader, as an entrepreneur, working with youth, people are always pulling at you, pulling at you, pulling at you. So it's important to have time when it's just like, okay, from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., it's my time. I listen to my affirmations. I listen to my music. If I want to dance around the house naked, if I want to dance around the house in my pajamas, if I want to eat a really good breakfast off of really good plates and forks, like don't rush your breakfast, like actually enjoy your breakfast, enjoy that experience. All those things that I do, I just make it for my self-care time. So I don't just have self-care days. I have self-care mornings every morning because it's so important. And if you're not taking care of yourself, then how can I take care of my clients? How can I take care of my team? So for me, that's important. And then even just a support network around you. So even like with dating, if I meet a man and he's not supportive, and I understand that you're not going to be extremely supportive in the very beginning because you don't know me. You don't know what I need support in. But if you know that I'm doing something and you're not supporting it, like you have to be a supportive person. Everyone around me has to be supportive because I want to support everyone in my circle. Like, Holly, if I know you were doing something and it's a big deal to you, I'm going to text you in the morning. Go, girl. You got this. I'm going to text you a scripture. I'm going to text you just something. You know, same thing with Skylar. She's doing something with prison reform or she's trying to get a law passed or whatever it may be. I'm going to make sure that I'm that friend that supports. So that's why I have to have a support network around me. And I have to have support elements that I never skip because if I skip them, then that could throw my whole day off. That could throw off my goals. And so for me, it's just support system. And it's really about making your regimen support you, especially most of us are entrepreneurs or we control our schedule. So if you control your schedule, control your schedule and make sure it works for you. Good point. Yeah. Now for me, um, this pandemic has been absolutely crazy. So my, my mood and emotions have gone uh, up and down, but there's a, there's a few little things um, that I've tried to keep focused on or get back focused on anytime. Of course, my relationship with God. I mean, that's, that's huge for me. Um, so if I, and also if my relationship isn't very good, my mood is usually contingent on that. So that'll, you know, if I need to get reconnected. Um, something that I always know is that I can start my day over and I know that for myself. So like, if I'm not feeling good, if I'm not having a good day, if something horrible happens, if another, you know, I get another hit somehow, I just say like, okay, Skylar, you can start your day over. Like this, there's no rules. Nobody's the boss of you. Nobody's in charge of you. Like you can start your day over. So start it now. It starts right now. You know, take a deep breath, go to the bathroom if you have to, like do whatever, but you can start over. And so that's that's something else that I do. The other thing is um, check on other people. Like if I start to have, like if, if I'm starting to feel down, I will check on my girlfriends. I'll send messages to my friends like, hey, how's your day? How's th How are things going? Not tell them how I'm doing, but just check on them because then it can kind of pull me out of me. And whenever, if I sit in me, I'm going to be depressed. But if I come out of me, then I'm going to be a lot better. Um, and then just staying in service work, charity, like any kind of charity work that I can do 
Um, I try to always be doing something for other people, um, less fortunate or uh, I, I just find that for me, if I'm not doing something like that, then I'm um, not connected to, to my peace. Like for whatever reason, however I was made, you know, whenever I came out and into this world, God said like, she's got to do charity work or she will not be level. <laughs> she's not balanced. And so as long as I am, I, I'm usually okay. But um, if I, if I don't, if I start to get squirrely or not feeling like, okay, or mentally, you know, unstable, <laughs> then all I have to do is be like, okay, I'm organizing something. We're going to feed the homeless or I, at Christmas, I do the boys home, you know, di- different things to, um, to kind of pull. I guess, again, that's pulling me out of me, I, I guess really is, is the big thing for me. Well, I think that all of those are actually really great points because we've covered when you are feeling down or you're not feeling 100% or you're feeling depressed or you're feeling distracted or you're feeling unmotivated, whatever it is that you're feeling, it doesn't automatically have to go to clinically, you know, diagnosed depression. It's those warning signs. And I think that everyone really gave great information about when you identify those signs, what we need to figure out internally that works for us, you know, whether it be fitness, going to the gym, eating right, whether it be, you know, uh, Ashante and Skyla kind of gave the same um, or similar answers that, you know, for them giving back, you know, having a good friend network also benefits us as well. It's not always one-sided. And then like Skyla said, just going and giving back and, and helping people that need help. Sometimes that humbles you as well. I know that's why my company, Strong Squad, we always try to do charity stuff because people don't know how to give back. So, you know, I go back and forth because people are like, oh, will you record that? Or why did you need, you know, you don't need to record it. And I'm like, no, I'm not recording it for clout. I'm not recording it for recognition. I'm recording it to show people who don't know how they can do these things. People have huge hearts and they don't know how to give back. They don't know what to do. And, you know, I mean, even like we said, call your friends, having the friend circle doing that. People are like, you know what? That's it's almost like the love language to me. My love language is I like for someone to care about me. I like for someone to check in on me. So I give that to other people, hoping that they reciprocate that to me for my mental health. So whatever it is that you're looking for, you know, make sure that you're finding those things and change your circle. I talk about all the time, even my book, I talk about proximity. If your circle is not helping you, that is not a circle. (laughs) Like that is not what you want. So Make sure, you know, those are all excellent, excellent ideas about people and identifying those signs um, earlier. And not only that, to talk about how how to identify those signs, but I kind of wanted to lead into which um, whenever we were doing our Chick Summit conversation topics, we were talking about suicide and how, especially around the holiday season and, you know, stuff like that. And people who don't have 
how we all just showed you guys our check-ins and our checkpoints and people who don't have that in place and that depression just keeps going and going and going until they don't have an outlet. So, you know, I wanted to kind of talk about that, about suicide. And, you know, if anyone has any anything to add, I know Lauren, that's a big thing with the narcissistic, um, you know, uh, emotional, domestic violence. I mean, do you guys talk about like, suicide and things like that? We do um, because a lot of times some people will feel like that's their only way out. The only way I can get out of this is if I take my life. And the abusers will also tell the victims the same thing. Nobody will believe you. The only way you can get out is, you know, if through death or whatever. And so, yeah, that it's, Around the holidays, it does increase uh, the, with the pandemic, the domestic violence and the homicide rates have definitely increased because people have been stuck at home with their abusers. And that causes tension, that tension builds up and you have a violent, you know, situation or, and they're always afraid to tell someone. And I've met people who have really thought about it. Like I really thought about it, but I have kids or, you know, my, my family, I don't, I don't know how they would take it. And that's, that's a difficult conversation to have when somebody really feels like that's the only option they have. But the more we get the resources out there, the information, how people can get out, what, you know, the resources that are available. So they're not so scared to leave or press charges or get out the more, I think the less we'll see with people being murder suicides, being killed by their abusers. But suicide is, is serious and nobody really wants to talk about it or bring it up because it's such a serious conversation. But I think, and also some people don't have the um, resources to talk to somebody, a therapist or a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, that's kind of expensive. You know, if you don't have insurance or even if you do have insurance, that may not be covered. And sometimes people just have no one to reach out to, no one to talk to. And their last, you know, attempt is to take their own life, which is, is very sad. And we need more people out there that can see the signs. Like if you know somebody that's given away all of their belongings or they've been very depressed and then all of a sudden they're, they're okay and they're happy and they're like, you know what, it's just going to be taken care of, but here's my watch. I want you to have this. That's a, that's a sign that they're ready to go. You know, they're, they're have a plan. And if you think they have a plan or, have access to a weapon, you know, somebody has to be told you can always call for a welfare check or something like that if you suspect somebody is going to do something or take their life. Mm 